podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Arsenal 2, Nottingham Forest 1. But there are signs of life. Welcome to the player ratings. Good morning, good evening, or good night, wherever in the world you are. Whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome to the player ratings where it finished Arsenal 2, Nottingham Forest 1. And honestly, it was a bit of a weird game, wasn't it? It felt like Forest were very flat for the first 60 minutes. And then I'm going to give credit to Cooper on those substitutions. They, you can't say changed the game, they changed the momentum of the game because at the end of the day, Arsenal still won. But honestly, before those substitutions, I was feeling very flat. The chat seemed very flat as well. And it just felt like Forrest weren't putting up a fight. And then bring on a Langer and bring on a Wanyi. And suddenly some pace and energy and strength and physicality. And players coming on trying to prove themselves. And that's what you want to see across the whole eleven who start. And honestly, we didn't see that in the first half. I felt we showed Arsenal way too much respect. And yes, one of the goals was a worldie from Saka. And yes, Martinelli with his Berber spin. It was brilliant. But overall, in the first half, I do feel that we showed them too much respect. And had we put that fight in the game, maybe we could have got something out of it. But be that as it may, 2-1 away to Arsenal, honestly, is... I know, I know it's a loss, but it's a decent result. Arsenal are a good team. They kind of sat back and settled for the 2-0, not expecting Forrest to suddenly get this sudden burst of energy and found themselves actually time-wasting at the end of the match, which is actually a sign that Forrest were playing well in the second, uh, well, the second half of the second half, if that makes sense. Turner, I thought, was pretty solid throughout. We'll get into the player ratings. Um, get your player ratings in. The link's pinned in the chat, or you can do an exclamation mark rate. In the, type that in the chat and you can get your ratings in. Rate all the players from 0 to 10 and the manager and get your man of the match in. So, I can't... I, look, had the game finished where it was in the... When did the subs come on? The 70th minute or what have you. Honestly, I was feeling very flat. I'm very tired as it is. It's been a long day. But I've seen some seeds and some sparks of life. And... The formation change in its, not just the subs, but the formation change did create a bit more life into that Forest team. And that was really good to see. So I'm not, I'm not ecstatic, but I'm not disappointed. It's probably, it's probably something my dad would say to me, but you know what I mean? It's like there's signs, there's signs. And if we take that final 20 minutes and that's what we really wanted, didn't we? Something to grab onto, to take into the Sheffield United match. I never felt it was going to be a tonking at Arsenal. I've been saying that all week. It could have been if Arsenal weren't so lackluster themselves in large periods of the match, especially when Forrest were just sitting off two, three rows of low block deep into our half. And it has to stop. We cannot see that against Sheffield United. It's fine for these first four away games. I get it. I understand it. There needs to be a plan B. Now, some will argue that Cooper should have implemented those changes maybe 5-10 minutes earlier. But we don't know how fit a one year is. We know he's just come back from that ankle knock that he sustained against Leeds. And potentially, 
potentially maybe only had 20 or 30 minutes in him. In terms of Alanga, though, we do know he was fit. And we, I was really impressed with that speed, that burst, the, the afterburners that went on. So there are good signs. All right, let's get into the player ratings. But as always, before we do, if you haven't already, please take a quick second to hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. And don't forget about this MG dub. Look at it. It's so beautiful. I want it. I want it. If you want that, just do exclamation mark MG dub in the chat. Go get your tickets for it. Or, of course, the link is in the description. Okay, let's jump into these player ratings. And I'm going to be interested in what you guys are saying. So make sure you've, you've put your votes in. If you're watching later, leave your thoughts in the comments down below. As always, we'll have... I'll have a look through them. I'm definitely having a nap after this. So I'm knackered. And uh, yeah, subscribe if you are new. So let's get started and let's go with Matt Turner. Um, I don't think he did too much wrong. I really don't. Now, it's, do we judge him off one game? No. Do we, you know, do we make him a worldie or a crapper after one game? No. Overall, it was... Solid, and I don't think he could have done too much for the two goals. The first one did take a little nick off Worrell, which kind of flat-footed him. And then Ketia gave him the eyes, looking to go to the far post and went to the near post. But bottom line is he still conceded two goals, whether you like it or not. You know, the keeper's job is, of course, to make sure he keeps a clean sheet. But not a bad performance. And don't forget, guys, this was against his former club. So obviously there's a lot riding on it for him. He needed to prove himself. I don't feel that the occasion got to him. I'm going to be generous on his debut. I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch. And I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10. And I think that's quite fair. You know, we could have conceded 5. He had a fantastic save against Rice where he pushed it onto the post. There was another one from Saka where he did like a reverse back heel. And uh, wasn't able to trick... Um, um, to trick Turner with it. So overall, I think a seven is quite fair. But more importantly, what are you guys saying? Keep those votes coming in. If you're joining late in the stream, get those votes in. Let's have a look at what you guys have given him. And you've given him a 7.3. So not too far off me. So we're roughly in line there. So I've gone for a seven. And you guys get that score on the board. Whoops, that's your one. 7.3 from you guys. And for me, I've gone for a seven. Okay. Um, are we going to go on to the next? Let's just work it from right to left as we normally do. God, I feel rusty with these player ratings. It feels like ages since we've done them. So let's bring this up. Let's get your one off and let's get Serge Aurier up. I was really, really disappointed with him today. Um, and saying, as an Arsenal in the know, I can share some behind-the-scenes Arsenal info. In the last 10 to 15 minutes, Arsenal were shitting themselves. You Reds. You Reds indeed. He hasn't looked fit all pre-season for me in terms of Serge Aurier. I feel like he's working his way back into full fitness, and I don't like him in a five. I prefer him in a four. I would have personally gone for Nico Williams at right wing back. But even Nico Williams came on, played left uh, left wing back, and it was fine. But I don't think it was a good performance by Serge. Him and, uh, was it Danilo, got in each other's way for the first goal when Martinelli spun them both. But I don't even, I would even say, does he look a little bit out of shape? Or is that the squiggly lines across the away kit giving everyone a beer belly? But overall, I haven't been impressed with him pre-season. 
and I haven't been impressed with him today. And I'm probably going to give him a 4 out of 10. He had a couple of chances to get some decent crosses in the box. There was a counter-attack where he ended up slowing it down. He's a 4 for me, guys. I don't think he was that good. Um, but again, I'll reiterate. He's a, to me, he's a right-back, not a right-wing-back. Um, let's see what you guys have gone with. You've gone a little higher with a 5.6. Um, alright, fair enough, fair enough, but uh, I felt it was more of a 4, maybe I'm a little harsh, but I do expect, I set a higher standard for him, I think back to how he started off last season, started off like a house on fire, and it did fade towards mid to the end of the season, and I would like to see that improve. I'm seeing a few numbers in here in the chat, get them in if you want in the chat, Daniel's putting a 4 in there, Tom's saying think he will get better with time, he's a brilliant right back but not at right wing back says Poe, um, Liam does make a good point, he's a great leader, um, and saying must be the squiggly lines on the shirt, even makes me look like I've got a belly on, um, oh god here come the Spence comments, I knew they would come, but okay so for me Aurier what have I gone with? I went with four. You guys have gone with a 5.6. Okay, so let's move this forward. And who's next? It would be Worrell. Uh, where is he? There he is. Um, he, he kind of he kind of got a couple of deflections a couple of times in the game. One went in for a goal. There's nothing he could do. He was trying to put, you know, himself in the way. It is what it is on that. Um, I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was outstanding. Um, I'd, I'd give him like a, just a solid average. What is our average again on the starter? A six, isn't it? So I'd be around a six for Worrell. Um, I don't think he was put under too much duress during that game, you know? But I think he's about a six for me. Um, didn't notice him too much, which in a way is not a bad thing. Made a couple of decent challenges, but a six for me for Captain Worrell. What have you guys gone with? You've gone with a 5.8, pretty much the same on that. So I don't think there's going to be too much weird comments coming in the chat for me later. Um, so let me get that in for Worrell. I've gone for a six. And you guys have gone 5.8. Keep those votes coming in, guys. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. The link's in the description. Or put exclamation mark rate in the chat. Okay, 5.8 for you guys for Worrell. And let's move on to... Who was next to him? It was Bolly, wasn't it? Um, okay. I've got to get used to all these buttons again, man. It's been a while. It really has been a while. Okay. Where's Bolly? There's Bolly. I thought Bolly out of the three defenders for me was a standout. He's a unit. He's an absolute unit. I think he probably should have had more game time last season. I know the likes of Simon are huge Bolly fans. Um, a mistake every now and again in him, but not today. I thought he played quite solid. Um, he's, he's a good back up to Felipe but I guess with his age currently is he going to stay fit all season I don't think he's made too many mistakes flashing back towards last season either I feel like there was one against Villa or something I can't remember last season it's just a long time ago but yeah if I was to pick the better of the bunch of the three it would be Bolly for me I'm going to give him a seven um a seven I think he was slightly better than Worrell today so I'm going to go with a 7 for Bolly. 
What have you guys gone with? A 6.7. Not bad. Not bad. We're not a million miles away. I don't need to berate any of you on that. That's fine. Uh, what did I say for him? Actually, you've just pushed it up to a 6.8. Thanks. Thanks. You, you guys love making my life hard, don't you? You really do. Uh, what have you gone? 6.8. Keep those votes coming in. As you can see, each vote impacts impacts what happens on the player ratings. And please, if you haven't already, hit that like button and make sure you're subscribed to Forest Fan TV. Your full content for everything you could dream of to do with Nottingham Forest. We're only on 49 likes and there's like 300 odd of you in here. Get hitting that like button if you haven't already. Come on. It only takes a second to do. Okay, so let's move on and talk about the next centre-back, which was McKenna. Uh, for me, just on par. Just on par. Paul's saying a bit harsh on Bolly. I thought it was over a seven. I mean, everyone has their own opinion, bro. You can, you can vote how you want. Um, you know, it's your votes to do. And that's the whole point of this channel, that we debate and discuss uh, what happens. Um, McKenna, I'd again, I'd probably just match him up with Worrell for me. Um, I thought Bolly out of the three was the more outstanding one. I'll just match him up with a Worrell and give him a six. I don't feel like the def there was times in the match where the defense was under pressure, but not really being like bombarded by Arsenal. Yeah. And you got to give the defense some credit in that. What I didn't like from the defense was the distribution of the ball. It was either going Hollywood long or sideways or, or backwards or whatever. But even then, they weren't getting the ball for those sustained periods of time anyway. So, um, yeah. And saying, come on, guys. Paul Wolvie's been hard at it producing content since 4.30 this morning. Yeah, please. Just show, show a little love if you don't mind and hit that like button. He's right. I've been up since 4.30. Uh-huh. Can you see the bags under my eyes? <laughs> anyway, McKenna for me is a six. Um, decent performance. But the other thing I want to say is that we're still missing our two best defenders. Whatever anyone thinks about the likes of Wally, uh, Wally, uh, Bolly, Worrell and McKenna, I would still say Nia Kate and Felipe are streets ahead of them. Now, roll on Sheffield United. We still Nia Kate named on the bench which potentially means he would have been fit enough to come on had there been an injury or whatever. Therefore, there's positive signs to look forward to when we face the scum next Friday. So, um, you know, is Cooper going to go back three? I mean, we'll get into all of that next week. But anyway, let me get my score up for McKenna. I'm going with a six for McKenna. But more importantly, what are you guys going with? Let's find out. And you guys have gone with... A 5.8 for McKenna. Okay, so basically a 6 in essence. Uh, which centre-back do I want on this one? So I'm going to go with a 6. Ah, oh, randoms, bro. You're too generous with your gifted subs. Thank you so much. And Mark, make sure you thank the legends that is random. Mr. Generous himself. You are an absolute legend, bro. Really do appreciate all the support you show to the channel and if anyone wants to gift a sub you can do as well and there's confirmation of mark preston congratulations mark you are now officially a member okay so you guys have gone 5.8 on mckenna and i do want to talk about anar now i was really impressed with him even at the first half where i was feeling down and very tired 
I still think, let's just bring him up here quickly. I still think he was the standout player in the first half. I really do. He was good. He's been decent preseason as well. I was surprised that Cooper took him off, to be honest. I thought he had. He was slightly ahead of most on that pitch. Now, he did get caught the odd time, which didn't really cost us, but the ball in behind him, he does seem to tend to leave a little space behind him on that left-hand side. But it didn't cost us anything today, really. Um, but I've got him... I've got him probably the best out of the five defenders. So if I've gone Bolly as a seven, I think, technically speaking... Oh, crap, i got Williams there on the team sheet. Hold on. Well, bear with me one second. Call out OCD. OCD. OCD headache. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Two seconds. Count me down, chat. Count me down. Give me, give me a five-second countdown on this one, and I will have it done. Five, four, three. Uh, pressure. Two, one, and... And we are there. Okay. I'm going to give him an eight. I'm going to give him a nice, solid, good start against, let's not forget, Curtis, thank you so much for subscribing. He was up against Saka a lot of that match, and I felt he matched him for pace. I do. It was good. It was good. What's Greg saying? Um, Anar7 took off because of the yellow card. Oh, yeah, he did pick up a yellow card, didn't he? Turbo saying, Wood, that pass at the end of the game did it for me. Um, Anar kept Saka quiet apart from his goal, which any defense would have conceded. Wasn't really on him so much because Saka, it was Mangala that got muscled off it, but we'll talk about that in a second. So I'm going to give him an eight. Uh, let me just quickly get that up. While I'm getting that up, let's just check if you guys have been hitting that like button. 92 of you have liked it. There's over 350 of you in here. Please don't forget to hit that like button. And if we could get 18 more new subs, that would be absolutely fantastic as we would be hitting 13,500. Okay, I've gone an 8. You guys have gone 7.5. That is definitely low. I think you guys are harsh. Especially as the guys in the chat were just saying he wasn't 100% fit. You lot are harsh, man. He's at least an 8 for me. He's at least an 8. But everyone is entitled to their opinion, I guess. So we'll go with what you're saying. If you guys don't agree with the chat, you are part of the chat. Make sure that you get your votes in and impact that average. And there's Anar on a 7.5. Uh, is there a grumpy old reds tonight says Mikey no be on tomorrow night I am sorry guys but I've got to get at least an hour's nap in I do I've still we've still got to edit the barbecue this is part two you, we, you will have match reaction coming up I think Dino and Ez have done one so that's coming up as well um, but yeah the uh, stream will be tomorrow Mark you're right everyone's entitled to their opinion even though it is wrong okay Let's move forward to the midfield. And let's start with Ryan Yates. Um, let me just get Aina off the screen and we'll go across to Yates. Um, aggression, good, sometimes a bit too much. I remember in the first half, he didn't need to overcommit into there. It's this passing again. To be honest, it's a problem across the whole midfield for me is this passing issue. 
just, I don't know. It's something I was saying yesterday on the stream. Individually, the three players, Danilo, Mangala, and Yates, are good. But collectively, either because they're being bypassed from the um, balls, uh, from the Hollywood balls coming from the back, or they literally forget how to pass the ball, or there's just no real interlinking chemistry between the three of them. I just feel, and most most people are saying, Forrest needs strength in the midfield. We need a CDM. A lot of people are kind of in agreement for that. So what what has to change in the midfield? Because if you want to bring a CDM in, you're going to have to drop at least one of Yates, Mangala, or Danilo. But would most people drop any of those three? It's a weird conundrum here. It's a weird conundrum. I I thought he was average today. Like for me, the passion was good. It's the passing. It's the passing. It's the passing for me. It needs to sharpen up. It needs to sharpen up for me. So I'm going to give him a six. Just an average one. You got to remember, in a way, I don't know if, if I feel like I'm making excuses for the players. Maybe I'm tired. I don't know. But for me, Arsenal got a good midfield. So that does need to be taken into account. But I do feel the only person who attempted any kind of press. Oh my God, what's happened there? Oh wait, where have I gone? 6.0. I don't know. Any person who's intending any kind of press in the first half was Morgan Gibbs White. And in the second half, there was a bit from Yates once we got back in the game. Uh, Ryan saying, Dino says, passion doesn't get wins, in my opinion. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Paul says, Forest midfield were terrible in the first half. What's he saying? Luton are 1-0 down. Uh, drop Yates sentiment will be the death of us, says Greg. I mean, I don't have, I'm never sentimental. You guys know that. You guys know that. I'm never sentimental about anyone. Oh, maybe a bit MGW and Scarpa. Few people saying he's not good enough, says Turbo. I just don't know. Collectively, this midfield either needs to be reshaped, restructured, redesigned in terms of maybe the formation. Now, you could blame the formation for the way they were playing. There's a lot of mixed reactions about Yatesy. It seems to be like polar opposites. Either he's the greatest player in the world or he's rubbish. I personally put him somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Anyway, I've gone a six. What have you guys gone? Let's have a look. Chat rating. You've gone exactly on the nose a six. Okay. Now, there can't really be too much debate. I can't really cuss you lot down for that one. What one? That's what I want. Alright, we're matching. Is that the first time in the history of doing player ratings we've had an exact match? On probably the most like polarizing, not in a bad way, but most polarizing player. But yeah. O'Brien over Yates says random. Dunno. I don't know, but something does need to change in that midfield. Um, okay. Let's plow on, ladies and gents. Let's plow on while I'm just sorting this next screen out. Please make sure you hit a like button, 112 for you. Fantastic. Appreciate it. And let's talk about Mangala. Uh, eh, it's passing again. Where is he? Where are you, Mangala? His passing again, I thought, was very poor, especially in the first half. I feel like he got muscled off, even though he was slightly behind Saka for the second goal. Saka did brush him aside quite easily. He got 90 minutes in, technically speaking, before he was subbed off. 
I don't think he was brilliant today. I don't think he was brilliant today. I'm like a... Uh, I'm a Fife for Mangala. I think I'm going to Fife. And I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of him. But I just... He was a Fife. He was a Fife. And I do... I do hope we don't see him subbed like every five minutes, every game this season. That is, if that happens, it's going to be quite frustrating for me. But anyway, that was my thoughts on him. Could he have done more for Saka? It's probably a bit harsh to put some of that responsibility on him. But I'm just saying he could have put him off a little better. Saka gave him one quick little slap and he went down. By the way, if you haven't seen the goals, don't forget if you remember, exclamation mark goal. Um, and you can see all three of the goals that went in today. All right, what did you guys for Man go for Mangala? 6.2. I'd say that's a little high, guys. I would say you are a little high. You're a little high. For me, he's a five. You're entitled to your opinion, as Mark said, but you're wrong. That's a bit too high. I don't know, unless someone wants to make a huge case for Mangala today, I think you're a little too high. Uh, Samir says we look a different team playing on the front foot. Turbo says our midfield needs a full overhaul. Yeah, but it's... Is it the midfield or is it the tactics? This is the point I was bringing up yesterday on the stream. And I don't know if I was convinced by the answers given from the boys on the panel. May, uh, let's see what happens against Sheffield United. Let's see what happens against Sheffield United. I do agree with Samir. When we, when we tried to attack, you put them under pressure. Players find football harder to play when someone's nipping at their heels and forcing them into making quicker decisions, not taking as much time. It's not rocket science. Danilo. Didn't, didn't really notice too much of him, to be honest. Um, those kind of breaking runs that we saw towards the end of the last season. Didn't see them today. I, I don't think it was his best game, to be honest, but I think he was playing a lot deeper. Um, he's he's probably, he's like a five, five and a half for me, to be honest. Some, somewhere around there. Um, even pre-season, after that Levente game, he didn't seem quite as sharp. But, don't know why. Don't know why. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. I still like him. I still think he's going to be an amazing player. He has already been an amazing player. But today against, again, a reminder, a decent midfield. I just, as I'm talking, I'm trying to think back in the game. I remember he he himself attempted, didn't he attempt some Berber spin at some point? There's a lot of Berber spins going on there today. Uh, he's a five for me, guys. A five. Let's see. A lot of you giving him a six in the chat. Uh, it wasn't a Peno new rule. If it comes off a player first, then it can't be handball. That's why I wasn't pen. That rule was, I think, in play from last year, Cullis. Midfield did come to life in the last 25 minutes. Samir saying a 5.5. Let's see what you've said collectively. You got a 6.1. I don't know. Maybe in my tiredness, I didn't actually catch everything he did. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh. But I didn't notice him. And when you don't notice a player, sometimes that's a good thing. But with Danilo, you want to see him breaking through the lines, breaking forward, driving the play forward, and not really what I was expecting of him. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. People making too many judgments already. I mean, this is a player rating, man. It kind of makes sense that that happens. Okay. So, 
Who's next, guys? M oh, MG Dub. And you all know he's my boy, but he was not good today. He's He's got to release the ball a bit quicker. I'm starting to see what has frustrated Ant about him. Now, is he got a point to prove in the game? Is he trying to like carry the team? Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Um, we did get that decent chance from Bolly, wasn't it? If I remember rightly from the corner. Um, but overall, too many tricks and too many passages of play. What I'd really like to see him do more of. It's pass the ball, move forward himself. Keep it simple. Look for the one-twos. Link up the play. You know, going forward, I assume Alanga will get a game to start after. We'll talk about him in a minute. That's going to be fun to talk about. But he's trying to... I think he's trying to do too much by himself. Now, you can argue there wasn't much support in the opposition's half for him to do anything. But he's got to then learn how to hold up the ball to then bring others into play or use the striker to bring others into play. And there was none of that happening. And I still don't want him on corners. I'm sorry. Yes, there was that one good corner from uh, for the Bolly chance. But he's not a corner taker, man. He's not a corner taker. So the thing is, a lot of people, a lot of people said the same about Dennis. He doesn't pass. He does too much on the ball. And Dennis is given no rope to hang himself with whatsoever in that. The people will give MGW more rope. And I get, I've given them both ropes. I both, I feel both, I feel attacking players can make mistakes. But there is a limit and I think he went too much with it today. Just in my opinion. Uh, Paul saying that single run from Malanga lifted the whole team. Yep, it did indeed. Mark saying MGW needs to be careful to not become a look good first win second type of player. Ricardo saying he didn't play his best. Paul saying four for an MG dub. And Brent saying play Scarpa just to see how he does in comparison. And that is something that's not a bad idea because you don't want MGW to become complacent. He needs to feel that there is competition for his place. Now, if Cooper has completely shunned Scarpa off, then let's, let's just park that Scarpa debate for the time being. The point here is, who is challenging MGW for that 10 position? And honestly, there isn't really anyone there. And that's why maybe he can. I'm not saying he is complacent, but maybe down the road he may start to feel complacent. So, for me, MGW, too much trickery today. Not enough product. Please stop taking corners. Um, he's, he's a five for me. He's a five. Five. Well, you guys gone? You gone six for MG Dub. I think that's a little high. To be honest, I think my five might be a little high, but whatever. Um, I'm going to the five. Your prerogative. If you want a six, six it is. Let's get that up on the screen. Which one is this? This one. Okay. So you got a six on the nose. How the hell have you guys got it to average out exactly at a six? Weird. Um, four says Mark and says six. Are you lot blind? <laughs> Samir's given him a five. Switch him out for Scarpa. We'll, we'll have that debate on the stream. We'll have that debate on the stream tomorrow. Okay, let's move on to Jono. And look, that chance, I, I feel like he fluffed his lines on it. He should have gone to lob the player, uh, the keeper, sorry. But looking at it, he looked to place it. Now, could the game have been a lot different 
had he placed it. And I will say this as well. He's not a nine, man. I don't know how many times it's going to be tried over the last kind of year, year and a bit. He's not a nine. He's a wider player and he needs that space in front of him to run into with a bit of width. Not great today, but you know, you can also argue the service wasn't there. But the game did change a little bit when he got moved out to the right before he then got subbed off. So he's got to put that chance away. He's got to put that chance away. It wasn't that difficult. I know the keeper was rushing out and I know who am I to talk about making a chance easy or difficult. But I just feel he could have a sharper Jono, maybe a Jono who had had like four or five preseason games would have put that one away. But I'm going to give him, and what did I give MG Dub? I gave him a five. I'll give John a five as well for me. Hopefully better things to come. Now, is he going? We don't know. Maybe. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, what have you guys gone? 5.3. All right. On this one, we're not a million miles off. So I'll let it, I'll let it slide for you guys. 5.3. I still do think you are high on, on MGW though. And I went for, what did I go for? Freaking hell, I'm tired. All right, there it is. Sorry, guys, bear with me one second. I went for a five. Okay. For the life of me, I can't remember the running order of the subs. So give me two seconds. Let me bring it up. And let's get into the substitutions. And let me give you a quick score update as well, guys. So Bryson the beating Luton 1 0. All the other games are 0 0. There, that didn't take long, did it? That did not take long. Okay, so substitutions. Awanyi came on first. Oh, let's talk about Awanyi. Let's talk about Awanyi. Let's talk about Awanyi uh, in just a second. Hide that. All right. He's not pretty on the eye at all. At all. But boy, does he get goals. Boy, is he physical. And is he strong? And is he menacing in that box? And I think that goal actually went in off his foot, which is good to see. So a good bit of progress. He looked sharp to me. He didn't look knackered. He didn't look like he'd come off an injury. And that's the energy I want to see on a, on a player coming back into the team. A lot of people talk about the passion and desire and all these things on other players. But his passion and desire was to make sure he got in front of the Arsenal defender. I can't remember who it was now. That's that's passion and desire, right? That's that's the desire I want to see. Desire is one thing. Passion is one thing. But if you're just aimlessly going around the pitch doing nothing with it, the determination he showed to get in front was fantastic. And his streak continues. It was Bren White. Thank you, yo. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I, I'm going to give him a good... 8 out of 10. Technically, it's a 9, but remember the sub rule, guys. Remember the sub rule. So I'm going to give him an 8. I thought I thought his energy, his strength, really scared the Arsenal defence. And I thought he played really, really well. So for me, it's an 8, but without the sub rule, it would be a 9. All right, what did you guys go? You guys went 8.49, 8 8.5. Okay, not far off. Not far off. That's fine. Okay. And in terms of who was next, it was Nico Williams. Nico at left back, at left wing back, sorry, not left back. Let me just bring his picture up there. 
it's, it's okay, but I just thought that um, Einar was doing good. If 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 Einar was carrying a knock or whatever you guys have said, Cooper have said, then fine, I get it. He's really our only backup until Mika Rich and Mika Richards, Omar Richards' leg is fully healed. So um, did I notice him too much? He was okay. He didn't make any mistakes. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for subscribing. Appreciate it, but. Um, I'm going to give him a sub score, as in the sub score of a five. I thought he was okay. So I don't mind him at left back to us, but I'd probably rather I would have started him ahead of Aurier at right wing back. All right, you guys have gone for a six for him. Forgetting the sub rule, I see, guys. I know it's been a long summer, but don't forget the sub rule. It's an important rule. Okay, let's move on to the fun one here. And this is um, Elanga. Okay, I'm really interested to see what you guys um, did on this one. Because he, just like a Wanyi, came on with bags of energy and bags of determination. And he wasn't scared of Arsenal. I do feel that we showed him too much respect, as I mentioned earlier. But I like the enthusiasm. And looking at him pre-season, this is one of the guys you would say... He didn't look that amazing. I mean, there was good link-up play between him and Aina in the preseason, but he faded. He had a couple of chances that he didn't score. However, he looked strong, physical, and most importantly, lightning quick. And I'm I'm hoping. And what I'm what I'm not gonna do now is be like, yeah, he's the next, you know, freaking Mbappe or whatever. So let's let's not add any pressure onto him. And let's just see how Cooper and his staff develop him. But the afterburners. And the fact was, I'm the fact was, this is something else just to add to Awanyi. Awanyi kept up pace with him because they were almost running in unison. If you haven't seen the goal, exclamation mark goal on there. And this is what I mean when I say, and again, I'm not talking about Arsenal. I'm talking about the winnable Forest matches. Could you imagine putting Elanga on the left, Jono on the right, MGW in the hole, and Awanyi up front? And then sitting behind them, I don't know, a Danilo and a Yates or a Mangala or whatever. That's when you're going to get. That's that's the front six I want to see. Because it will force the opposition to play deeper. Because they will be crap scared of Alanga and Jono's pace. They will be crap scared of Awani's power and his pace. He's faster than people give him credit for. Yeah. And that's how we have to progress. Now, it will require Niakate and Felipe at the back. That's a given. But it also, more importantly, needs a six. So for me, I don't think we're getting Sangare from the reports I'm seeing. He's linked with some quote-unquote bigger clubs. But maybe Tyler Adams, now that that Chelsea deal has fallen through, he's an out-and-out -out six. And that could free up these two roadrunners, these speedy Gonzaleses down the left and right. And maybe we could see, well, at least that's what I want to see, in those winnable games. So I was impressed with him. His energy was huge. Um, I'm going to give him, I think I'm going to give him an eight. An eight. I like what he was doing on the pitch. So what did you guys go? Eight and a half. You guys need to remember the sub rule. You really do. You really do. Do you guys get what I'm saying about that team? If you go with an aggressive team, a lot of people say you'll be too leaky at the back. But you forget we're playing another team who have to worry about our pace. If you're chucking these roadrunners on, man, it, it could be very interesting. All right, let's move on to my mate, Chris Woods. Um, 
I don't really know how to judge him because I forgot he was on the pitch. Did he do anything? I'm going to put my hand up on this one. I didn't notice him. I didn't notice him. Just saying. Uh, was I wrong? Did he do something, chat, that I missed? I don't know. I'm going to say... What's, what's the sub rule? Five. I'm just going to go five. He probably did do something. I just didn't see it. Maybe I was changing the team sheet or something. He took up a shirt. Okay, that's, that's a good start. That gets him his five. Let's, let's just move on from him then. If you guys aren't saying I missed anything, fine. You guys went four and a half with Chris Woods. Four and a half. And then finally, check Kyote. Um, I did notice something with him. Well, well, let me notice him on here first. Where the frick are you, check? Check. Checkmate. I haven't got him. Oh, well. There was always going to be one blunder today, wasn't there? Let's put Froiler on instead. But check Kyote, when he caught up with... Was it Martinelli? I can't remember who it was. Um, I can't remember. But he caught up with someone that I didn't expect. To. Was it Trossard? Sorry, Czech Kyoto. I know it's not you, but whatever. You know what? Let's just do your ratings on it because I can't find his picture. So let's get your ratings on him. But yeah, I think that, that needs a mention. A special little mention on that from Czech Kyoto. So 5.72 from you guys. There you go. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that because I can't find this picture on my screen. Okay. So let's move on and talk about the manager, Cooper. Um, all right. So what I think about today, I feel we as a team, including him, showed Arsenal way too much respect in those first 60 minutes. However, what he did brilliantly and probably for the first time in my opinion in a long time was um good substitutions i thought his substitutions although i would have personally liked him five to ten minutes earlier i think the first substitute was about the 70th minute the substitutions were positive now you got to credit him for that because potentially making a positive substitution like that you could end up holding five because you're opening up a bit more at the back. Um, but the first half of the first 25 minutes, it was okay. We were holding them up. It was a bit of a mix up between Danilo and Aurier, if you like, a bit of skill from Martinelli. I don't know which way you guys want to look at it. But overall, 2-1 away at Arsenal is pretty respectable. It could have been more. You gotta say Arsenal were complacent. Um, subs good. Would have liked him five to seven minutes earlier. Six for me. Six for me. I'm gonna six. And let's see what you guys have gone. You have gone a six point one. Okay, pretty much, pretty much the same. What I will say is, the other thing I'll mention on this is there was a little bit of a plan B. And again, it's the first time I've seen a plan B come into fruition. So we have to, we have to understand because we all said it against these big four games we have away from home. Um, 
you got to expect the low block football because it won't just be Cooper that does the low block football against Arsenal away, Man City away, whatever. You will you will see probably the likes of I don't know West Ham doing it. You'll see the likes of Everton deploying it. It's fine. Where Cooper really needs to be judged is what happens over the next two home games, Sheffield United and Burnley. They're huge, huge games, not just for us this season, but also for him. It will give us an insight into how he's planning on playing, um, you know, when there is a chance that Forrest should be winning a game or at least being competitive. Uh, I looked at it carefully. Martinelli definitely did not intend to do that back heel. The ball was hit and bounced away. Yeah, it caught his heel. It felt like that to me. I need to watch it back. Um, do -do 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 -do. If Cooper plays low block on Friday, I will hit the roof, says Jack. If Jono has finished, we would have been a draw. Fair play. Five, says Phil. That's all butterfly effect, though, isn't it? If Jono had scored that with Arsenal have woken up more, he, he kind of can't, can't really do too much of that, even though we probably still will, but whatever. So look, overall, judge what Cooper does tactic-wise for me at the Sheffield United match and the Burnley match. If he does go low block football, then I'm sorry, that's not acceptable. Yeah, we are, we are better. We have a better team than both those two teams. The problem you've got is that Sheffield United and Burnley will be targeting that Forest game as their winnable game and that could be it could be it could be setting up for a beautifully open high scoring game who knows that might be fun to see but yeah we're not too far off on this um okay in terms of man in the match i think it's between anar and uh, do we do, well, let's do a quick poll on this let's do a quick poll i think it's between anar i'm gonna give you guys four names to go after while I'm doing that, please do me a quick solid and make sure you've hit that like button. We're on 130 likes. Thank you all for chilling with me. Uh, let's do the man of the match poll. Man of the match. I'm going to say Einar. I'm going to say Langer. We'll put a one E in there. I'm going to put Turner in there. I thought Turner was all right. So Turner. So there's your four option, guys. Get your votes in. I'm too tired to do the horse racing for it. But we'll open that for like 30 seconds to a minute. So make your decision on that right now. And at the moment, a one is in the lead with 39%. Are you guys being just blinded by the goal? I, I don't know. I don't know. Put it in the chat as well who you've gone for. It'll be interesting to see. But let's have a look. Let's give it... A chance we'll give it like 20 more seconds. Anar's not too far behind. It's actually quite tight between all three of them. Between Anar, Alanga, and Awanyi. A few have gone for Turner as well. So we're going to close the vote in another 10 seconds. Get those votes in. Oh my god, it's really tight now. Between Anar and Awanyi. Those who haven't voted, get your votes in and swing that vote. It's neck and neck. Oh, I guess it's quite exciting, isn't it? It's more exciting than the first half. 31%. Now Anar's taken the lead. Now it's back to a dead heat. All right. I'm going to close the vote in 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And your man of the match, as voted by you guys, is... Einar, congratulations to Einar on his debut getting the man of the match. All right, guys, so that was the player ratings. Look, there are 
there is still a lot of work to be done with the team. There's no two ways about that. But at least I personally feel, I don't know how you guys feel, you're free to feel how you want, that we walk away with a few, well, a decent amount of positives, to be honest. Positives that Cooper made some good tactical changes, some good substitutions. We saw a little bit more attacking football. I would have liked to have seen it earlier on. Um, and we'll let's go and build on that for the Sheffield United match. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. There is going to be some match reaction coming your way from Dino and from Ez, I believe, in just a short while. I'm going to go and collapse on a pillow somewhere. If you haven't already, please don't forget, hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV. We'll see you on their match reactions. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.